Bienvenidos a Sociedad Gamer en este episodio en donde tenemos a dos personas desde Finlandia, invitados especiales, en donde vamos a hablar un poco del Game Developers World Conference. Con ustedes, mi nombre es Juan Carlos Vargas. Y yo soy Luis Montaña. Y aquí estamos con Oli y David de GDWC. Es básicamente una conferencia o, bueno, un, un concurso en donde muchísima gente envía juegos de todo tipo e índole para competir en diferentes categorías. Y bueno, sin más preámbulo, eh, aquí tenemos entonces a, a nuestros invitados. Como estamos grabando desde Finlandia, pues también este episodio será en inglés. Uh, so, here we are with you guys. Hi, how are you? Can you introduce yourselves, please? Yeah, okay. So, hi everybody. I'm Olli Mandula and I'm the director at the GDWC or the Game Development World Championship for the full name. Uh, I've been working in games industry, I think, for about a decade now uh, in a bunch of uh, different companies, in a bunch of different roles, uh, a bit in the in like PC game games, mostly on mobile games, uh, a little bit on uh, like educational games as well and uh, and yeah so i i originally i originally uh ended up in the gaming gaming uh industry or games industry uh sort of a little bit by accident uh i i'm originally a marketing student student and uh our school had a visitation into a, in a local game studio Uh, and back in the day, and uh, I just like it. It looked so cool that I wanted to. I wanted to like uh, apply there as an intern, and I got the internship, and that basically started my career in games industry. Uh, but uh, before that, I've I've been playing with uh, playing games uh, basically my whole life, uh, starting from from like Commodore 64 or Amiga 500 and so on, and like I. I remember like loading games from like C cassettes with Commodore 64. So so that's uh, I'm I'm surprising myself how old I am actually at this point. Um, yeah, uh, that's like a quick intro okay. about myself. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll ask a few questions later about that. Okay, David, if you yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I'm David Branco. Um, I'm originally from Canada, but I'm living now in Finland uh, for the last few years. And um, for me, I, I'm sort of new to the gaming industry. Um, I've always been a huge lover of video games. Um, I grew up with uh, especially Nintendo consoles from the NES, Super NES, and then going forward and then with PC games and PlayStation. And um, so it's always been a huge hobby of mine, but I've always been a bit afraid to jump in because I was worried about, oh, what if I can't succeed or um, all these things. But when I moved to Finland, there's such a huge community here and the industry is really strong that I thought, well, let me go to school for game development. So right now I'm a student uh, for the last year. I've been a student and I'm uh, developing games on my own uh, and with fellow students. And now I've uh, joined Oli with GDWC. I joined last year and uh, it's helping me pursue my career within the games industry and it's uh gdwc such a great place to work in and we get to highlight so many uh new and indie games you told me that you you know all because of gdwc but i want to know a bit if we can get like into the into the heft of the podcast um 
Like, what is GDWC? If you could give us a, a brief explanation of what it is for for our listeners. Yeah, so uh, I can give like a quick rundown. So, a GDWC is a global competition for game developers, and uh, our goal is, like David said, is to highlight highlight uh, game developers and games from all over the world, and. Uh, the competition is is open to all kinds of developers, from uh, going all the way to the like uh, individ individual hobbyists and and students, and to all the way to even a little bit bigger studios. And uh, and yeah, that that's like the core of the thing, uh, the competition overall. Uh, it originally to go a bit into the history, like it it originally started in 2012. Uh, as more of like a more student focused and smaller competition and and then it uh, sort of was sort of reformed in 2016 into this uh, larger larger competition with more global focus and and more categories and stuff and it's been going in this format since 2016. Uh, myself I, I jumped in in 2020 and so I've been now uh, uh, running the last two GDWCs and starting the third year soon. So you you didn't create GDWC. It was uh, founded by someone before that, right? In 2012. Yes, it it was founded originally by uh, by uh, Mika Lachman and uh, this uh, company called Viope, which does uh, like educational uh, educational uh, programming uh, or like programming and game development education and stuff like that. What's the name? What's the name of the of the educational company? I, I mean, because I'm really uh, interested in educational games, so it's it's funny. You you mentioned that uh, they they do more like educational programs and and software and stuff uh, oh, stuff like that. Okay, and what's and uh, the company was Viope. Viope. So, uh, yeah, Viope. Okay, and how did you come into the GDWC world? How did you come to um, to like manage the GDWC championship? Uh, I I met Mika through uh, some contacts in the games industry uh, that uh, are common contacts. And we got to talking, and uh, I just we just sort of hit it off, and and uh, I jumped in, and I really like I really liked what GDWC was doing, and was also like looking for new challenges uh, myself at that point, uh, so it was like a perfect timing for me at least, and uh, basically Mika offered me the opportunity to opportunity to jump in and and uh, start uh, running GDWC and see see where it goes, and so I grabbed the opportunity and run with it as as best i could great and, and if i if i could like dig a bit deeper uh because i'm really interested like in in, in both your um, let's say i don't know if the word is careers but before you came into gdwc like you you told us everything started when you took an internship you found uh, interesting right in the games uh world yeah yes so since the internship and into gdwc is there anything uh, in particular you would want to mention uh, you did in the games industry? Like, where did you work in the games industry or any project you did or anything worth men mentioning before, like in the time from the internship into the GDWC uh, management? Yeah, I, I started, uh, the first company I worked at was Ludocraft. And and they did they do uh, these back then they did uh, I think they still do those things uh, uh, like at these 3D uh, online meeting environments which were I think ahead of their time back then 
and and they also did, did a lot a bunch of educational games for like business use and stuff like that but all and also entertainment game projects and uh uh one of uh, one of the, like the major projects that I worked on was uh, more on the more on the marketing side and and uh, community management side was was called Air Buccaneers, so which was uh, like uh, uh, six degrees of freedom uh, team based multiplayer uh, like online shooter where you fly these big like air, uh, well I guess you can call them like airships they're like sort of like blimps. Which have cannons, and then you shoot like the other airships from down, uh, off from the sky, and uh, it had like this really cool uh, freedom of movement, like for the characters and so on. Uh, so you could like board the enemy ships and stuff like that. So that was really cool. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't the kind of success that we hoped. Uh, but the game itself is is absolutely awesome, I think, still. Okay. And. Uh, after that, I was in a couple of uh, mobile startups, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, I mean, we can go into those a little bit if you want. But, uh. Yeah, uh, and Luis? Yeah, uh, no, well, I, I was going to ask, uh, what made you decide to jump from like the, grain, the game creation uh, part, I mean, uh, even as a marketing person, I guess, uh, from like all the creative part to the showcasing other people's creations uh, i just i just found this like an interesting interesting like uh challenge overall an interesting uh like thing to do uh, it was something i had never like considered this kind of competition uh, but like going through it and like what kind how awesome games there are uh participating and and like so on and i i just found it interesting and uh thought that it, it would be it would be fun to try something different <laughs> okay, i mean sure. granted i i still every now and then kind of yarn for the chance to work, develop games uh myself so sure so <laughs> and david um you told us you you're a student right now yeah you jumped from canada to um, to finland uh were you studying anything back then in canada or are you just start starting on your studies no, I, I just started my studies now in Finland, but back in Canada, I worked uh, different office jobs, um, uh, like marketing or customer service, nothing nothing too exciting, but uh, video games was always that passion that I, I wanted to follow, but I was a bit too afraid uh, to jump in. And if you have any listeners who, you know, they're interested in it and they have the chance to do it, like I, I really recommend just jump in and try yourself because the worst you can do is just you've made a game for yourself and you know it doesn't need to be a a major success because every every step is is learning taking the leap basically yeah 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 it's funny you should mention that because luis is like right now in his in his life uh he's like in that in that um like stage like he he wants to take the the leap yeah and study game development if i'm not uh mistaken luis uh, well, I uh, like I mentioned, I I'm a computer scientist, and I've worked mostly as a game de- uh, web developer for the past five years. I've done some hobby uh, projects, and I was thinking about like taking some masters. In fact, I I applied to one in Finland last year uh, related to game development. Uh, sadly, I didn't get in. Apparently, it's very uh, 
contested, especially for international students. Uh, but yeah, like at this point, I'm more into just jumping ahead and trying to get into a game company rather than uh, the starting part. Uh, but yeah, uh, as you mentioned, it's just like taking the leap and just creating stuff. You you don't like, I don't know. I guess that depends on people themselves, but uh, sometimes you just, you like you put too much pressure on yourself on creating things that are good, but you should just like enjoy the process and learn, you know, and eventually you'll get there, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. And David, uh, are you studying right now an undergraduate program in the game development world? Yeah, yeah. The the program is um, I forget the exact name of it, but it's game development. Um, okay. More the art and design side, so we don't do much coding, but we have more of a focus on the game mechanics, uh, art, music. Um, so more focused on towards the uh, art and design side. Okay. And you're at GDWC right now. Could you tell us a bit what your role in GDWC is? Yeah. So with GDWC, I'm the community manager and uh, content producer. So a lot of the times uh, we have games that we want to highlight. Um, last year specifically, we had a, a weekly competition, the fan favorite game. So we would have mm -hmm. nine different games that uh, we, we were chosen at random and people could go and vote for which one was their favorite. And uh, I would go on Twitch and I would stream the games that, uh, that were highlighted that week. And um, now lately, I've been taking some of those games that were, you know, really stood out to me or were voted from the public as their favorites. And I'm making some reviews for them on our YouTube, uh, YouTube page. So there's a lot of uh, community management and uh, content creation with uh, the games that I get to play. Okay, great. And in your, in your studies right now, uh, is there any uh, gaming like side project or project you're currently working on yeah you want to mention uh well last year um last year was my first year and i met a, a few students who uh were just like me really hungry and wanting to get right into development even though we were learning just just the basics of art and you know the foundations of of the design but we wanted to just jump in and, and try making a game of our own so we in one year we made this sort of um It's sort of like a Undertale-like game called Roskis. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, everything was made from six people. We made this little game together and we would publish it to Steam. And now oh, we're... Oh, it's in Steam, great. Yeah, it is, yeah. Roskis, a boozy beginning. You can find it. And Roskis, uh, like R-U-S... Uh, R-O-S-K-I-S. R-O-S-K-I-S, okay. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely check it out later. Yeah, it's um, it's like a humor... Uh, humor adventure game uh, and now we're working on our second project um, that uh, it's still really in early in the development but it will be sort of a uh, top-down Zelda-like but you play as an otter. And when when you're working on those projects what's what exactly is your role like are, are you designing art or because you said your your undergraduate studies aren't really focused on the coding aspect on the art aspect so are you like what what's your role in these in these projects? Well, since uh, the first game, since everyone was so new, um, everyone was sort of unfocused. They didn't know exactly what they wanted to do. Some knew that they were already talented artists, so they were focused on art. Um, my background, I, I used to play in lots of rock bands and stuff like that, so I knew I had an ear for music. Oh. Um, so I did all the music and sound effects, and then I, we had some artists who left the team 
once summer summer hit, everyone was excited to, you know, Finland, it can be quite dark in winter. So once summer comes, everyone's excited and they want to go out. So we had some artists who quit. Um, so all of a sudden I had to become one of the pixel artists. Um, and that was fun. So I did music, pixel art and level design. So why don't we get like into the the deep of GDWC? Could uh, Oli maybe talk us through the the judging process? How are games selected? Uh, can anyone participate? Uh, what's the criteria of the selection process? Are there different categories that uh, people can um, like submit their games to? Yeah, absolutely. So um, to go through those in some semi-random order. Uh, uh, everybody, all games in general are open to free to participate. Uh, usually, we obviously there's like um, a release uh, year uh, limitation, so it's generally uh, the games have to be released during the championship year uh, that which they are participating in, or be still in development. Uh, and beyond that, the limitations are mainly category specific. And there, yeah, there are multiple categories, and those uh, change a little bit. Uh, have been changing a little bit f from uh, in the last couple couple of years. Like this year, we had a brand as a brand new things. We had uh, we had a VR awards category done with with the Finnish VR game. We are game publishing and development company called uh, VR Kiwi. Okay, wow. And we had also a, a student, a completely student game focus category called Student Student Game Award, which we did in collaboration with Autodesk. Oh, okay. And so those were new things for this year. I think the total category count for this year was nine. Nine. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, so there's, uh, well, obviously, like based on those, As uh, the student game uh, award is open only for student game projects, and uh, then we have general separation in the main category, in our own main categories between like commercial games and non-commercial games, and uh, and that kind of thing. But like usually it's very open, and uh, if you just have like a game that you've done uh, during the current year, there's probably a category you can participate, or even multiple ones. Okay. And when someone when someone applies, uh, they like they they submit their game. Uh, I guess thousands of games get submitted to GTWC. And then, what's like the process, like the selection process for you to decide uh, which games are winning or which games are passing like through stages? Is there anything in any particular criteria you look into? Do you have a team of people that are looking to games and judging the games, or can you tell us a bit more about the process? Yeah, so uh, we don't select the winners in any category, but of course uh, we always have like an outside judges uh, from the industry join in and make the final picks. Mm -hmm. But of course we can't just like drop 600 games into the lap of judges, <laughs> yeah, so sure. or or something like that. Like I I think in if I recall correctly in 20, 2020 we had 1100 games in the pro category alone. Wow. So no way to drop that yeah, to yeah. just to a handful of judges uh so we do internally go through them and we do make like a shortlist for the judges and uh in that process we we use our own uh, we have like an official gdwc criteria we use that and and like we have multiple team members go through the games and go through like internal checks and like what uh 
what we should how we should rank these and which which would be like the top hundred or uh, so games that we then sent forward to the judges. Great. And uh, uh, I can quickly mention like the uh, the criteria. It's actually listed in our uh, rules in our website. Okay. But like on on the higher level, it's uh, it it's split into three th- three main uh, three main like metrics of like fun and feel and novelty and that's like uh, it, well the fun is of course like is the game fun mm-hmm, to play and mm-hmm. does it work and so on and and feel is feel is more like uh, how does it feel in in general and also like how is it on technical level uh, does it does it feel good to play and uh, and so on yeah and novelty is at the same time sort of measurement like is this a new new cool concept or is this uh, and how it how well that's executed how well that works or is this like an tried and true concept that we've seen a million times but is it just like like typical execution or is it like super polished execution for that and so those are like the general criteria okay. overall okay and the 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 detailed criteria told us is in the website Yes, it's on the rules. So if you go to the website, there's under the GDWC uh, drop-down menu, there's rules, and uh, it's in the point four point three. Okay, great. And we are like a bit uh, a month away from the from the 2021 awards show. Could you maybe talk a bit about what can we expect from the awards show? Or are you doing any special presentations or keynotes? Or is there any type of activities you're going to do? Or is it just like the awards show? It's just a selection of games that get selected and and win. Yeah, so uh, during the awards show, we're first we're going to showcase as many of the finalist games as we can. And and we'll we'll try to have the developers present during the oh. showcases, so we can like uh, we've been doing this for the past year, uh, and David has been doing doing a lot of the streams where we play the play the games from the competition and have the developer present. And uh, well, David has a better handle of that than I do, but that's going to be one of the one of the key elements of the show. And then. We're going to have a game industry recruitment specialists there uh, do a bit of a keynote at least, and uh, like go go through a bit of like tips on how to apply for work on the games industry and so on. And then we are also looking to bring in some other workshops and and uh, helpful content for the participants. And that's uh, really nice overall. That's really nice. I I read somewhere that that around twenty thousand in prizes were awarded last year. Um, these prizes are distributed between the winners, like in, in 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 what sort of form? Are you? I read somewhere, like for example, in the VR category, the winners can get like a, a development uh, Oculus Two uh, development kit, I think. Yeah, so uh, the rewards vary a bit with, between uh, categories. So uh, for the like v, for the VR category, as you mentioned, there's a uh, there's a development gear for the in their hard actual hardware. And also included was a publishing deal offer for the winner games. So obviously wow. measuring something like that in, in value is a bit challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've had uh, Sidefax Houdini has provided a lot of like Houdini licenses. Uh, I think single license there is like $2,000. Nice. Uh, so there's a bunch of those to be given out in many categories. Then we have lots of other like really cool like... Uh, uh, product uh, prizes included in there, and also in 
uh, our own main categories, we will be flying the winners uh, to Finland uh, to, cele- to celebrate. Uh, not this year, uh, sadly, f- for the next year. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess like, COVID restrictions take a role in that, I guess. Yeah, and it's more that uh, our scheduling for the competition announcing and announcing the winners is such that we can't organize the uh, winner trip quickly enough to have them join this year's award show. So they're gonna be a spe- uh, like VIP guests in the next year's award oh, show. Oh, great! And uh, and also like for uh, some other awards, like the in the student category, student game award, for example, we have we have like a special in industry specialist come give give like a, I don't know what you call this this thing uh, like. A, uh, like executive coaching session. I oh, think okay, okay. Uh, like I from Jan Leggett, so yeah, like a guidance m- mentorship yes. kind of sort sort of thing. So yes, exactly. Okay, so so the awards are March fifteenth through seventeenth. Uh, like yes. almost in a month. Um, where can we watch the awards in the YouTube? Uh, like David can talk about where where can we can we see the awards. Yeah, it will be. Uh, I think Oli will have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but it's it will be on live, uh, live two. Yes, li- uh, li- live two platform. Live uh, two platform. Yeah, it's it's an online uh, event platform. Okay. And it will be uh, it will be free to participate, and it won't require registration to follow mm-hmm. the main uh, stage stream. Uh, but to participate in some of the other events, you would have to do like a free account, okay. through, like LiveTo, because we're using some of their features, more advanced features. Uh, and we'll have a link to the platform once it opens, and uh, in the in our website, in the awards awards uh, show oh. page. Okay, I'm curious when when you when you say David, you um, showcase different games in the Twitch channel. Is that the GDWC Twitch channel, or is is it a particular channel of yours? Yeah, it's a GDWC channel. GDWC yeah. Twitch. Okay, I'll we'll definitely check out both the awards show and and future showcases you you make about games. Um, so the awards show are in March. When does the new GDWC launch? The twenty twenty two edition. Uh, also March. Also March. Exact date is yeah. Also in March. Exact date. Is, is not set not yet, set but yet. probably very early. Okay. Um, if we can get like into the more grittier aspects of game development, from what you have seen uh, in past editions of GTWC, uh, from what you all have seen from game developers and game development, could you maybe, both of you maybe, have any particular advice for aspiring game developers? I know that in our country... Game development is kind of in its baby early stages. There's not much game development done. But there's people doing the work and there's people uh, wanting to to um, expand this. So uh, for our listeners, is there any advice or any particular advice you'd want to tell or talk to us about uh, game development and maybe even um participation in GWC? well uh for me i would recommend uh i've already talked about just jumping in and, and trying it for yourself but i'd also recommend find if you have friends or communities that you can uh sort of build around you because i think there's there are so many people like-minded people who also want to try it but aren't too sure or 
um, you know, are just at the beginning. So if you can find people who are at the same level as you and you want to work together and try to make, make a game or even game jams are a great idea, a great idea that it's, you know, it's maybe a weekend or a week long and there's not a big commitment. So you can just try to make something over a small period of time and see if you enjoy it. From what you have seen from submissions in the past, in the past uh, years, Is there anything you might say to aspiring game developers that want to submit a project to GDWC so that they are uh, maybe they have better chances of success? Oh, yeah. Well, um, I, I, I'm not part of the judging process, so I think I should mention that beforehand. But for, for yeah, but um, from from what you have seen of yeah. good games that have been submitted to GDWC, yeah, from from my experience, the games that really stand out are the ones that are just a bit more polished than the others because we have so many games that you know they're a great concept or there's great art but then there's something maybe the the, the movement doesn't quite feel right or the the game mechanics are not quite complete so there's the, the games that have really that are really polished even if they don't look the best or even if they don't have the best uh, game mechanics if it's polished it just feels great to play and you sort of want to see more so i think polish is the one that sticks out to me i can also a, a bit add to that like uh like uh i agree with what david said and overall it's it's really difficult to say like any for the game itself of course any specific things that would make it a winner because we see so many uh like well polish is of course help always helps if if uh the developers have the time and resources to do it uh But uh, overall, like there's no single aspect that makes a game winner, uh, because uh, it's always a little bit about the team of judges as well, which we try to uh, we have, like change each each year and uh, vary around and uh, and so on. Mm -hmm. So uh, so that that group dynamic between the judges always affects it a little bit. So it's it's not that the best FPS game always wins mm -hmm. or anything like that, and and like. Uh, adding to the polish, uh, like uh, we we always uh, one of the I should have maybe mentioned this during the uh, when we talked about the criteria for judgment judging the games, uh, but uh, one of the key things we always taking into account is that uh, the games should be should be judged as is. So we we don't we don't accept uh, sort of evaluations based on potential of a game, of what the game could be. It should always be what it is. Mm -hmm. Uh, at the at the moment of judging, so uh, uh, so regardless of that, uh, obviously the polish helps there. But regardless of that, uh, in I think in 2019 the pro category winner was still in alpha development stage. Okay. Uh, but it was what they offered at that point was already so uh, so well polished and well done and and expansive that it alone took it uh, made the judges judges put it on their first spot. So so like. Uh, Um, I uh, from the based on this, I think one of the key things as a developer in general, not just for GDWC, but in in general, is is to think about your scope for the game, and and do not like uh, always try to develop yourself and create cool new things. Obviously, but uh, uh, but like I we I see a bunch of games each year that have really cool concept. And and could and could be really cool cool games, but the developers just don't have the resources necessary to make that kind of game happen on that scale. So 
so I, in those cases, the the key solution would be to like look at uh, critically look at the scope of your game and think like, okay, what can I reasonably actually make, and what elements can I take, and and uh, th- uh, like what key elements from this thing that I want to make, I can take and make happen, and so on. I think that would be in general like one of the key aspects to look at. Um, and maybe could I ask you based on your personal experience, your journey? if we can name it that, uh, into getting into the games industry. You studied marketing, but are now in the games industry. Is there any particular advice for aspiring people that want to get into the industry uh, to maybe look to or for forwards to? Well, basically what David said earlier is that just uh, start doing, the, start making games if that's what you want to make. And find like-minded people, and basically everything David said okay, okay. pretty much applies there. So I, I think that's pretty solid. But one one thing I would add is that uh, try to get your first game made. Mm-hmm. It, it's very easy to get started, and then just like it's always exciting to start a new project and work on that, and it's everything is new and exciting and cool, and and then midway through uh, it's easy to sort of get excited about another new thing and forget the game. So. Uh, I, I know I've done that myself multiple times, and I know a lot of other people have, who, who constantly do it. So I, I would recommend just take that one concept with reasonable scope and and make it happen. Like it doesn't need to be brilliant; just mm-hmm. make a game. Because um, we, we've seen when when you mentioned scope, uh, we've seen uh, in the GDWC page, Luis found out, for example, a game named Coromon, Coromon, yeah, which is like kind of a, yes. like a Pokemon-like game. Uh, it's made by three members, which we both said, like, wow, that's amazing. Uh, how can three people make a game that, as at least in the pictures and screenshots and videos, looks so polished and so uh, well done, for example? We, we haven't played the game. It comes out uh, in Steam, like, in March 2022. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's curious you mentioned the scope, because there are games that, um, that look really, really well done. Um, I don't know if you can mention this because the, the awards show hasn't happened yet, but are there any particular games from both uh, you and um, and David that you played and you said like, wow, I, I really like the game or the concept or, or the artwork or something in particular you really liked from games you've played in the in the, the these uh, 2021 or this past year? that have been submitted? Yeah, I, I can start. Um, the one that you just mentioned, actually, Coromon, was one that um, that to me really stuck out quickly. I'm, I'm such a big fan of the Pokemon games, and mm-hmm. uh, this one is more like a classic Pokemon, and that's sort of the ones that I grew up with. So uh, Coromon is one that I think is very much worth uh, checking out. And like you said, it's coming out in just about a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another game uh, called Scarlet Hollow, that um, it's a visual novel game. And at first I thought, well, you know, visual novel games aren't very exciting, but uh, it's made by two two developers. So again, it's a very small team, and but they inject so much uh, character and life into the game and it sort of has this big mystery and horror to it. Um, so I, that one was very surprising to me, um, Scarlet Hollow. Any other games that come to mind? There's one from... Go ahead, David, if you have something. Uh, one from Argentina called Essay Proxy. It's a sort of top-down cyberpunk uh, twin-stick shooter. So it's a bit like Hotline Miami, but in this really cool Mm -hmm. cyberpunk world. And the game is still in development. And uh, a game from a small team um, from uh, from Argentina. Yeah, SA Proxy. Okay, okay. 
A- any any games from Colombia you've played? Yeah, actually, there's uh, there's quite a few that I've played, but I'll point out my favorite one called Path Wizard. Path Wizard. Okay. Yeah. So that one uh, from Colombia, from Ember Blast, uh, and it's sort of a puzzle game uh, that you have this this team, uh, this band of people that you need to get from point A to point B and you have to move different puzzle pieces and the art style is really cute it's this low poly um, art style and the graphics look great and again going back to sort of uh, polish the game just feels great to play uh, Path Wizard and I think it's free actually it's on uh, it's on Ichio okay well, yeah. we'll definitely check that one out Luis yeah <laughs> and you only any I don't know if you can talk about that because uh Because, as I mentioned, the awards show hasn't happened yet. But if, if you can, is there any game or games you'd mention you you have liked a lot from the past year in this 2021 edition? Yeah, I, I think I can. I'll just like add a disclaimer that me mentioning any of these games doesn't mean that they okay. are in the top fives mm-hmm. or are not in the Yeah, top it's just games you've really <laughs> liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like definitely one of my favorite games from this year easily is is a game simply called Roll. Ro- uh, so like Roll the Dice, okay. basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's uh, it's on Steam and uh, it's uh, it is literally about rolling a dice. It's a <laughs> it's an it's an incremental game where you where you have a set amount of rolls. I think it's like twenty five hundred rolls that you are all, are allowed to do, and you roll the dice and uh, the value of the dice uh, is a dice roll is the score you get so you incrementally collect the score then you use the score to buy new dice and buy new di- dice like like faces and and so on and they start ha- to have like these really interesting and complex complex features where they multiply each other and do stuff and that way you get it like starts to explode like how many points you get per per roll so That is like really wow. as simple as it is. It's uh, and at the same time super complex. <laughs> it's just, it's just a lot of fun to play. Yeah, I mean the the concept sounds basic at first, but once you get into it, it sounds that it has some depth to it, and it's an interesting concept. Yeah, definitely. It's it's on Steam if you want to. Yeah, I'll, if you're I'll, interested, check it out. Every game you're mentioning here, if there's someone somewhere we can check it out, we'll definitely check them out. Because we are really into games and, and trying new new games actually, so that's great. Oh, thanks for this the link. Actually, thanks for the link. <laughs> this is actually made by one person uh, called, and the team is called uh, X Rye Studios. I I hope I said that right. Okay. Um, uh, but another, I think, like really interesting one that I liked a lot. I would like to mention is is uh just also simply called one word uh named called lake lake oh mm-hmm. i've i've heard i think i've i have it in my wish list if i'm not mistaken tell me about it maybe it's a different game yeah yeah it's it's like this uh story driven sort of adventure game uh like a walking simulator Kind I, of? I wouldn't call it a walking simulator. It's more of a driving simulator. Oh, yeah, I, but like you deliver mail. Yeah, like I you, know you which one that your, I know which one that yeah. one is. Yeah, I have it in my in my Steam wish list actually. Yeah, it, and and the reviews have been really positive. I um, because people say that it's like kind of relaxing and and kind of nostal- nostalgic too. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's both of those things. It's it's really enjoyable to just like. Uh, drive around the little town you you move mm-hmm. into and and deliver mail and uh, talk to people and so on and uh, just like it is just super relaxing fun and uh, 
and uh, as a it's it's made by Gamios from Netherlands. It's a bit of a bigger team, twelve members, but you can see it in the quality as well. Like it, the game is really really polished and yeah. well done. Uh, interesting side note. Uh, I think we had at least three games this year where you deliver mail. Oh, <laughs> I'm. I mean, I I think people are are seeking for for experiences that are kind of take you back to simpler times. I guess with a world yeah. so hectic. Yeah, and it's it's a, like an uh, it's a. I I can see that like people finding like different themes to build games around like maybe like take a, something uh, that's really common in your daily life and uh, and just like expand on that like what you can do with that. And the, and the lake the lake the game called Lake was submitted to GTWC for this year. Yes. Wow. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I'll 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 guess we 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 there's there's a, a page where you can like. Were the games submitted are listed somewhere? Uh, we don't currently have a public listing. It's it's a uh, uh, unfortunate uh, sort of uh, omission on our website at the moment. But we're going to add add that for twenty two. So it's it's coming, uh, and we'll have all the games. But for example, Luis, how did you find Kodamon? Uh It's just in the landing page, oh. I think, as the of like fan favorites oh okay okay yeah. from the fan favorites category yeah uh can you talk a bit about this this fan favorites category are people voting or how does it work yeah so how that works is uh uh it's a public uh it's uh, one of the main categories that has been around i think since pretty much in the since the beginning so uh there's always a handful of games each week in uh, in the, a public vote, and then for that we one week people vote for the uh, vote for the games, and then the winning game moves on into the finals, and uh, and then we have one final vote between all the winners. And uh, I think this year we had uh, 41 games in the in the finals. Yeah, 41. Yeah, 40, and 41. Uh, how do people vote in the in the fan category? Where do they vote? Uh, it's just on the, our uh, front page on the, oh, okay. on this yeah. site. Okay. Uh, but uh, that's going to probably change a little bit for 22. We're probably going to try something a little bit different. Uh, but I I can't tell too uh, talk too much about that at this time. Okay. Okay. No, no uh, problem. But definitely we'll keep we'll keep the like public voting mm -hmm. uh, as a part of the competition mm -hmm. going forward. And we've we've been talking long about GDWC. Oh, be before we we move like because I wanted to to know a bit more about your your gaming selves as a whole. So I wanted to ask you what what are where your favorite games like growing up or right now. Or maybe games that you you liked or played throughout your years that m made an impact on you. Yeah, this is always such a, a difficult question. Uh, it is, yeah, it <laughs> is. It, it's it's difficult to find yeah. your favorite games because there are so many. But any particular, for, for example, me and I always mention this at least once every few months, and Luis knows it. But for example, the there's a game, a Polish game uh, called uh, Mafia: The City of Lost Heaven, which I played so much when I was younger and it made such an impact on me uh but yeah there are tons of games you know the oregon trail for example i always mention every few months too mafia is awesome i actually okay. was just replaying the replaying it via the uh the like the re-released the remake yeah 
Yeah, the remake. Uh, Which I think uh, isn't uh, as good uh, or doesn't yeah, capture as well the ambience of the first game. Yeah, I think it's it's missing some of the like interesting little features like the original one you you if you were speeding uh <laughs> yeah. the cops ca- could give you a ticket. Yeah, you you, you can and, you and can you select were... that option actually. You can select that option in the new one. Okay, I I might have just I thought it just automatically fails. I I thought I was trying to pay a ticket <laughs> and it just failed failed. So, oh, uh, okay. And uh <laughs> and I think I'm not sure can you I actually didn't try this yet but can you like uh, refuel your car in the new one. In the original one, you ran out of gas. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure about that. But yeah, the, the original one had so many small details that added to the yeah. to the general ambience of the world, uh, which made it feel so full. Um, this one, yeah, the graphics are better, but I I feel as if the world isn't as alive as the, as the first one. It's a really good. Yeah, game. I, I agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. I I remember the first one was pretty mind blowing when it yeah, came. Yeah, it was really a really good one of my favorites actually. But yeah, so if there is any game, uh, David, for you that growing up or maybe right now that you played a lot made an impact on you, you really liked. Yeah, I'd say that probably the first game that made such a, a huge impact impact on me was the original Legend of Zelda. Um, I was a such a young boy, and my mom she would play it, and I would you know I'd sit there and watch her play play legend of zelda on, on tv and as i got older I'd, I'd help a little bit or not help but i i tried to play a little bit and uh that's one that i've i've always cherished so much because of the memories that come with it and even now i go back and play it every few years and uh it doesn't hold up but it, it still holds a, a, a place in my heart and uh like recently again with with zelda i think breath of the wild was uh, quite an amazing game and um the Last of Us games, I love quite a lot. I think they have such a good uh, mix of the storytelling and the cinematics are amazing, but then the gameplay is also fun and tense. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah. Any particular game that you played that you made you realize you wanted to go into the game development world, maybe? It's a really hard question. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, not that I can think of. I'm sure at, at one okay. point. Uh, well, especially I should say with the rise of indie games, like maybe uh, ten or so years ago, I think that was so, sort of like a, a big revelation to me. Like, oh, like games can be made in smaller games. It doesn't have to be like these big hundred plus people. So I think once indie games became more and more popular, that's when I had this little fire in me that thought like, oh, I, I can, I can do something like this as well. Great, great, great. H- have you played Stardew Valley? Yeah, I played lots of Stardew Valley. Yeah, that that, that <laughs> one a one man development team that's kind of mind blowing. Mm-hmm. And Oli, any games for you? Yeah, I I'm much more of a, a PC gamer. Have I've always been? Uh, I did have an NES growing up, but I only had like three games for it, and one of them was uh, was Battletoads, oh, uh-huh. which is just like brutal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but for, but like I guess Battletoads on some level, yeah. Uh, but also. Uh, I think like uh, I well Fallout 2 would have to be one definitely. I think that's one of the games I played most, uh, and and Deus Ex, which I think is maybe a bit of a easy thing to pick <laughs> overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, but like considering like what games I put a lot of hours into is like um, uh, I think I put like. 900 something hours into payday too oh wow <laughs> so I, I guess that one <laughs> wow well wow. mentioning you played Fallout 2 did you play disco elysium 
I have not played Disco Elysium. I've heard I've heard lots of good things. Okay, yeah. But that, but I it's on my list to check, but I just haven't had time for that. Okay, okay. Um, and before we wrap the the episode, um, we haven't mentioned your favorite Colombian or maybe any Colombian games you've you've seen in the GDWC submission only. If you could mention a few. Uh yeah, there was. Like David said, there was a handful. Uh, the Bad Wizard was one, yeah, as David mentioned. And then, like, uh, there was, uh, there was this, like, uh, yeah, this is it. It's called Ha Bits, but it's like Ha and under underline score or what it's called. Okay. And, uh, bits, and it's a, uh, it's this kind of, uh, it's an interesting game. It's, uh, I don't know how to really explain <laughs> it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's sort of like a well. Well, okay, I'll, I'll tell you what they say about mm -hmm. it. I think that's the best mm -hmm. way to describe it. So, it's like uh, they describe it as a surreal uh, adv adventure platformer uh, where programs' uh, delicate coexistence is coming to an end, and you sort of explore these two different worlds. Uh, I haven't played it as much as I I would like to. I think I need to get back into once I have time. Uh, but that that sort of stuck into my into my mind. Okay. okay. Yeah, uh, I'm saying here that's on Steam and it's free to play. So yes, I think so. Yes, it is. Well, definitely check that out. I mean, yeah. Before we mentioned you, you didn't have the the list of games, but it would be really interesting because if people from different parts of the world, for example, we as Colombians, saw uh, games that had been submitted to GDWC, even if they didn't win, just because out of curiosity. Uh, You maybe, if you could organize games, for example, for country. Oh, in Colombia, we saw that 10 games were submitted. It's probable that that various people from Colombia would uh, be willing to try those games just because they've been submitted to a, to a competition such as GTWC, just out of curiosity. So yeah, that, that'd be interesting if you... In any in any future, you, you'd implement the, the, the submitted games list somewhere. Yeah, we'll definitely... Uh, that is one of the things we we are planning to add, and like, uh, because I I fully agree with you that that is something that uh, I believe a lot of people would find interesting to see what games from their home country have been submitted, and like uh, with once again like over a hundred countries represented this wow. year. It's it's really cool to see like see games come from countries that you don't necessarily like generally consider to be like like the typical countries to make mm -hmm. games. So it's really cool to see games coming from all of That's countries. really nice. That's really nice. So um I don't have any further questions. I don't know if Luis has any particular question regarding game development or um well mostly about uh GDWC uh In the rules, the or well, I haven't read them thoroughly, but the game has to be like released in the year the the yeah the contest is uh, made on, I guess, uh, or like you have a, a little bit of wiggle. Do you have any limitation on, on when did the project start or like anything such as that? Yeah, there's no like exact limit on when the project had to be started. Uh, it's Like the key thing is mainly like is it released or is it is it uh, still in development? Okay. Uh, that becomes a bit murky with some games that are especially nowadays since you have games on this operate on this like live mode where they mm -hmm. are practically constantly in active development and like early access for example can take years and uh, and 
sometimes it's a bit bit challenging to like consider like uh, okay if this game has been in early access for seven years is it still sort of uh, new enough to be here mm-hmm. uh, so th- those are a bit challenging and I honestly don't have like a like an easy answer for that okay uh, but but that's something we are trying to balance and uh, and focus more on the games coming out sure but but like of course we still want to give room for new games coming out soon yeah 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 because i was also wondering and i guess you don't really have the answer for that is like how do you ponder at like uh a project made by a team of one versus a project made by a a team of 12 or something like that so yeah that's a that's sort of a thing where we ourselves don't really uh, take that into consideration at all. We just look at the game, sure. and and we don't. When it comes to like uh, the jury picking uh, the metrics that they want to measure, uh, they always use our like the three three main uh, criteria as a baseline. But once they start to get into in like like our we we always have the, this discussion between uh, the jury of any of a single category where they where they try to like come uh, discuss and try to find like what the winner should be and how they should decide what the winner is. And and in that discussion it usually like once we get to like the top 10, top 5, it top 3, it, it starts to become really difficult to decide okay like this all these games are also awesome that how do we decide which is the winner and then the jury has the right to sort of uh together decide what the additional metrics are that they look at. And and uh, basically, if they decide to value the team size as a metric co- uh, when comparing to the level of the production, for example, and the execution, then we leave that to them. Okay. Within within like general some reasonable limits. Yeah, yeah, sounds reasonable. Yeah, I'd like to point out as well too that uh, right now this week and I next week as well on our social media we're sort of showing off some of the. Uh, nominees for the different categories so today we announced like the top five games that will uh, be in the the pro pc category so if you if you're interested in seeing what some of the the picks are right now we're sort of revealing them slowly as uh, during this week and next week absolutely so before we wrap this up i want to ask you one last question um not in the interest of like creating a, a competing product for you guys but like one of our our reasons to um, record our podcast is to also encourage people in Colombia to um, to maybe get more into games and also game development. So I don't know. Seeing GTWC, what you have done with GTWC, the global reach it has it has accrued. Um, I was thinking maybe if someone would want here in Colombia to create something similar obviously smaller but something that uh, promotes uh, people submitting games and promotes uh, community creation around video games is there any particular advice you'd give to someone wanting to create maybe a smaller uh, maybe game jam or also maybe a a gaming competition such as gdwc any advice you'd want to give uh i don't think do i hmm, like any exact advice uh, I think just like go for it. Like uh, generally, like 
if you want to celebrate games, just uh, one way, both of the way things you mentioned, like game jams, is a good way, and doing like uh, and doing a competition is a good way. So just go for it and decide what you want to focus on. Uh, is it a specific type of games, or is it games from a specific region, or whatever? And uh, throw up a website and start contacting people, and and so on. I and uh, and of course, contact us. Let us know if we can help. Some. Thank you very much for for giving us your time to record this episode. Uh, it has been an, a great honor to have you here, and we hope that GWC 2022 is even more successful than the previous edition. We will be of course watching the showcases and of course watching the awards show in march um, and we hope that people that are listening to us also tune in to to watch the the awards show and and find out more about gdwc uh, thank you very much it's been great to be here i would i hope i see you on the on our live platform watching watching the show yes yes absolutely count on that you can count on for that. sure yeah, yeah, and to echo what Oli said, it's it's been a, a really fun to talk with with more same-minded people, and especially all the way from Colombia, and we're here in, in Finland, so it's just great how much how uh, international your podcast is as well. So thank you again. Thanks. Thank you very much.